Vicki McCann, and you are listening to ADW Learn, a podcast for our Archdiocese of Washington educators. As the Director for Curriculum and Instruction for the Archdiocese of Washington, I spearhead all things curriculum standards, resources, instruction, which include professional development and assessment. I'm actually starting my 16th year in ADW with the past three years in this role. Today's episode focuses on a historic moment that was announced for the Catholic Church. The announcement happened just this past Sunday on October 25th, 2020. Pope Francis announced that our ADW Archbishop Wilton Gregory will become the first African-American Cardinal in the history of the Catholic Church in the United States. The Catholic Standard has published several articles highlighting this event. And in their article dated October 25th, they actually quoted Cardinal designate Gregory when asked what his elevation to the College of Cardinals meant to him personally. And he said, quote, I'm deeply humbled. I know that I am reaping a harvest that millions of African-American Catholics and people of color have planted. I am deeply grateful for the faith that they have lived so generously, so zealously, and with such great devotion. Now, since we're so extremely fortunate to have this excitement happening in our archdiocese, I wanted to take the time to interview Assistant Superintendent Christina Mendez-Hall, and one of our ADW religion teachers, Mark Hammett. Hi, Christina. Hi, Vicki. How are you? Good. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining me on this special podcast where we're entering actually an exciting time for our Catholic Church and our Archdiocese of Washington. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about your role in education? Absolutely. So my name is Christina Mendez-Hall. And I'm currently serving as the Assistant Superintendent for Catholic Identity and Accreditation here in the Archdiocese of Washington. And before that... So what does that role actually entail? What do you do with the Catholic Identity and Accreditation pieces? So with the accreditation piece, which is the biggest thing on my mind right now, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I do is I help our principals to track the assurances that we make for um, our accreditation that is held by Cognia. And so we have certain things that we have to do every single year as a school. And so I help to track those things. And I also help to prepare visits, um, especially like, for example, coming up in just three very short weeks, actually two very short weeks, is our big accreditation review. And that is what gives all of our archdiocesan elementary schools and our two archdiocesan high schools their accreditation for every five years. So that is my big role right now with accreditation. And then with Catholic identity, you know, one of the big things that we need to make sure is that, you know, we always keep mission as the focus of all of our schools. You know, all of our schools, our primary responsibility is to help our students get to heaven. Um, You know, the fact that we do great academics and we have great sports and things like that, those are all ancillary to the primary function of all Catholic schools which is to share the gospel with everyone and to evangelize. Excellent. No, thank you so much for all you're doing, especially for that accreditation piece right now, because I know that that's top priority on your mind. Absolutely. (laughs) So we're actually going to switch, though. We're going to talk about your Catholic identity hat today. And um, we're going to talk about Cardinal Designate Gregory. So can you explain what it means to be a Cardinal and then maybe what the differences are between an Archbishop and a Cardinal? Absolutely. See, I love my Catholic identity piece more about my job than anything, because anytime (laughs) I get to talk about the church, 
it is just fantastic in my opinion. So, you know, to your first question, a cardinal is basically just a special person um, who helps the Pope with governance and is an advisor to the Pope on matters in the church. So they generally meet at least once a year in what's called a consistory and they help advise the Pope on different things. But the most important function that a cardinal does is to come together and elect the new Pope once the Pope dies or resigns. So, you know, when we think about the College of Cardinals, which is what we call them, there's about 219 cardinals right now, but there's only about 120 who are eligible to vote for a Pope um, because they're under the age of 80. Once a cardinal hits the age of 80, he's no longer um, uh, allowed to help with the choosing of a new Pope. The other thing about a cardinal is, you know, oftentimes it doesn't have to be this way, but oftentimes the new Pope comes from within the College of Cardinals. They generally elect some, one of their own. Mm, so, you know, I know, because then you start to think, hmm, right, Archbishop right. Gregory, now Cardinal designate Gregory is going to become a member of these card, uh, College of Cardinals. So um, it, it lets the mind do some do some interesting things and some mental gymnastics there. But uh, when we think about an archbishop, you know, most of the time a cardinal is a bishop or an archbishop already, but not all the time because there were three priests actually also named with our um, cardinal designate Gregory, who were also named cardinals. Most of the time those priests will be um, ordained bishops uh, along with becoming a cardinal, but that doesn't always have to be the case. And, you know, sometimes when a priest is named a cardinal, it's usually um, after the age of 80. And it's just kind of like a recognition of a life well lived for the church and an honor for for serving so so well in in the church. And so um, we also think about, you know, not all archbishops are priests. You know, while we have maybe about a little over 200 cardinals, we have 5,600 bishops and archbishops in the church. So, you know, when you think about a cardinal coming from the bishops and archbishops of the church, that is a very select number of people. Um, These archbishops and bishops, you know, they are the successors to the apostles. Um, They care for the faithful in a particular region or diocese. Um, But, you know, in addition to those duties that they carry out, like Cardinal Designate Gregory will still have the duties of the day-to-day carrying out of Uh, sharing the faith in the Archdiocese of Washington. But on top of that, now he's going to have um, the duties of being an an advisor to the Pope. Okay. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I know there's even more we can talk about with Cardinal Designate Gregory. But this, what's the significance about the announcement that you know, Archbishop Gregory was announced to be Cardinal Designate Gregory. So there's a couple of different elements to that that we can explore. Um, The first, you know, is that this is a recognition of the work that Cardinal Designate Gregory has done over the years. You know, before he was our Archbishop, he was the Archbishop at Atlanta, and before then the Bishop of Belleville, and before that, you know, an auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of Chicago, So Archbishop Gregory has been around for a long time and doing great work in the church in a number of different places. 
you know, he served as the president of the uh, Bishop's Conference in the United States, I believe more than once. Um, he's been on numerous task forces and things in the church. You know, this is a recognition of all of his good work. Um, but it's also significant because he's going to be the first African-American elevated to the level of cardinal in the United States. You know, this is a big honor. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I mean, there is no way to understate this. You know, when we think about it, you know, there are numerous African cardinals, of course, from Africa and, and different regions around the world. But, you know, this is our first African-American cardinal right and you know you think about you know we we also we always talk about the fact that representation matters you know we can think about what does this mean for our students you know mm -hmm. our kids being able to look up you know especially our young men who are considering vocations you know we also always need to foster vocations in our church you know we think about you know what does it mean for them to be able to say wow look at cardinal designate gregory um, in another way, there's, it's also a recognition of the importance of the Archdiocese of Washington as a whole. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we look at certain dioceses and archdioceses around the United States and around the world. And when you have a, you know, a place like the Archdiocese of Washington, while it's not the largest archdiocese in the United States, not even close, um, you think about the significance of the fact that it is the Archdiocese of Washington in the, mm -hmm. you know, the nation's capital. And so we've had a cardinal in the Archdiocese of Washington going back all the way to 1967 when Archbishop O'Boyle was named a cardinal. And every archbishop following him has been made a cardinal at some point. Now, we say that there are actually some archdioceses within the United States who have traditionally held a cardinal position, and that has not necessarily under Pope Francis been something that has been continued. There have been uh, multiple archbishops in certain archdioceses that, you know, they, sh they traditionally had become a cardinal, but they have not been named a cardinal. And so mm -hmm. um, it is, like I said, a recognition of the importance, the continuing importance of the Archdiocese of Washington and in the heart of our nation's capital. But really, I think more it's a recognition of uh, Cardinal Designate Gregory's just great work that he's done over the years. Right. And now this consistentory is supposed to happen uh, November 28th is the date, which is about a month away now. Mm -hmm. And so what does that ceremony look like? What will it, you know, what will we see on TV? Okay. So definitely are going to want to tune in. And usually EWTN is the place that they're going to carry that. But I would not be surprised if um, our major news networks carry this just because of significance of the elevation of uh Cardinal designate Gregory. But when we look at that ceremony, it's actually a consistory. So one of the things that I told you about earlier, which was, you know, when all the Cardinal College of Cardinals get together. So this consistory is actually not a mass. What we're going to see okay. is um, it's going to take place with all the current members of the College of Cardinals. And so our new Cardinal designates, I believe there were 13 named 
um, they're going to arrive and they're going to be dressed in their crimson robes. And so we say crimson, it's, they're red, but we, we, mm-hmm. they're designated crimson. And it's because it's the outward sign of their call to be faithful to Christ, his church, and the Pope, even to the point of shedding blood. And so that's why we see cardinals wearing red or, or crimson. So as the, um, you know, everybody will, will come in and then they will ask the cardinal designates to uh, profess their faith by reciting the creed. And so mm-hmm. they'll, we'll hear a recitation of the creed and then there will be a formal swearing of obedience to the Pope and to his successors. So um, they'll each make that affirmation. And then they're going to be called one by one up to Pope Francis. And Pope Francis will at that point give them their red beretta. And so the beretta are those uh, funny little three-cornered hats. So they'll be given their beretta. And then they're going to actually be given a ring. And it's a designated ring just for cardinals. Um, Each pope actually designs what the ring will look like. Sometimes they just go with what their predecessor had. So like Mm -hmm. Pope John Paul II just had a plain gold ring with like a crucifixion scene in it. Um, Hmm. And then Pope Benedict, he continued that ring. And then later he decided to modify it to his own, um, you know, whatever he wanted to do. So sometimes they have jewels in them. Sometimes they're very plain. Um, It just depends on the Pope. And so uh, Pope Francis will present Cardinal Designate Gregory with a special ring that is a sign of his, you know, his, mm-hmm. his designation as a cardinal. And then he's going to receive something called a titular church, which is one of the early Christian churches in Rome. And this titular church symbolizes the link that Cardinal designate Gregory will have to Rome. So, and it also links our archdiocese to that titular church in the heart of Rome. And so, um, Whenever they name his church, one of the things that will happen, you know, he'll be able to say masses there. He'll be able to hear confessions there. He doesn't take over the day-to-day running of that church. It's not like he becomes the pastor of the church. The pastor stays the pastor. Um, But like his name and his coat of arms will be engraved in the wall of that titular church, just like any cardinal that had been, you know, over that church before. And, uh, so oh, wow. it, it's a really special connection that he will have with the heart of Rome. And it's very symbolic. Wow. So are you able to share any insider information? So will the ADW Catholic Schools Office be spearheading any initiatives for our schools to celebrate? So at this point, I cannot, you know, this is brand new news. I mean, this is only broken like less than, you know, I mean, it was only been two days that we've known about this. <laughs> um, and it was actually kind of a surprise. But um, there will definitely be some things coming down the pipe about um, some initiatives and ways that we can celebrate. Um, definitely going to have some study guides put together and things because, you know, this is something that's really important for our local church. So we're going to want our students to be able to watch. And, you know, we think about the time difference between Rome and uh, here. And when is this consistory going to take place? You know, might we be able to watch it live? Um, so there's going to be mm-hmm. a number of different things that we're going to work through. And this is not the first time, obviously, that our archdiocese has gone through this. So um, mm-hmm. I can't give you any cl- hints right now just simply because my mind is all accreditation all the time right now. But I, 
I know. Now we're circling back to that. I promise there will be things and ways to celebrate. And, you know, as we get more information, you know, especially what does the ring look like? You know, those are some just different things that we're going to look at. Um, It's it's sad that we're not going to know the titular church until, um, you know, he actually goes up to meet Pope Francis and and receives the, the hat and the ring. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that we can do a lot of things even after the consistory to study those particular uh, elements. So absolutely, there are going to be some things coming, but not quite ready right now. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. So as you just heard from Christina, there will be more activities and excitement to share to our schools in the next few weeks. But because the ceremony is only a month away, I wanted to talk to one of our seasoned religion teachers, Mark Hammett, to see if he could offer any ideas. Hey, Mark. Thank you for joining me to talk about Cardinal Desinet Gregory. Uh, Let's first start with introductions. Can you tell us about yourself? Sure. I'm Mark Hammett, and I teach at St. Pius X Regional School in Bowie, Maryland. And I've been here a little bit over 20 years. I've been teaching total for 30 years. And I've been teaching religion here at St. Pius pretty much since I started. And now you just teach us 6th, 7th, and 8th, correct? Middle school? I teach middle school religion. That is correct. Yes. Okay. So I realized that this announcement was just made this past Sunday. But have you put any thought into upcoming lesson ideas for your middle school students? I have. I have. Um, I've got a couple ideas. First, um, you know, kids are going to want to know what the difference is between a, a cardinal and an archbishop. And so I I've, I've found there's a, a video that I found on Rome reports. I'm not sure I'm going to use it, the entire video. It's not a long video, but it's a Rome reports video on what exactly is a cardinal. So I might try to use that, um, you know, online because we're doing all virtual teaching. And I'm um, looking for some resources just to, to, to explain what a cardinal is. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, there was an article back in, oh, I guess April of 2019, I hope I've got my years right, on uh, Wilton Gregory when he came to Washington, D.C. So I might revisit that article. It was in the Catholic Standard. And just to kind of give the kids a, a refresher um, on who he is as, as a person, it was a great article, talking about his favorite movie, talking about his time in Catholic schools. So kind of gave a, a good introduction to, it, to who he is. So I, I think I'll revisit that. And... Um, uh, other resources as they come, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of articles now. There's a lot of things that are uh, being uh, put in print and, and on media. So as I kind of see those, I'll find out what's good and what I can use in the classroom. Right. Yeah, no, that's a great idea to find that that article that you mentioned. And maybe I'll even look for it and drop it into this episode notes, because it, it seems like that helps to let the students know, you know, when he was, he is a person as well, you know, and it kind of makes them more relatable. It was in a uh, junior saints uh, from the Catholic standard on April. So their April issue, I think it was dated okay. April 28th, but okay. if you go back to the April junior saints, the article's still up. And, okay. uh, and so it's a, it's a good resource because it just introduces who he is. You know, it just reminds kids who he is as, as a, as a, the, you know, the great priest that he is, his great person. Uh, who's now right. going to be our cardinal. Right. And we should also mention the importance of the fact that it's the first African-American cardinal from the United States as well. Yes. And that is now that that is perfect in terms of um, 
you know, this is what uh, my friend, Father Larry, calls divine choreography, that mm. you know, here we are in November is Black Catholic History Month. And so here we have the first African-American uh, Bishop of Washington, now becoming the first African-American Cardinal. So there's a lot of connections there that can be made in the classroom. So definitely um, I'll be working on that. It'll be part of my Black Catholic History uh, instruction as well. Wow, that's great. Now, for the uh, lower school teachers, can you offer any suggestions to help them explain the significance of this announcement to the younger students? Well, I, I can try to offer my suggestions. I pretty much have taught middle school my whole career. So, but I, I think that one thing that lower school teachers can definitely do is uh, maybe go back to uh, Bishop Archbishop Gregory's homilies. They're all on video and they're, they're, some of the text has been published in the Catholic standard. And maybe go back and just find a small piece that they can show to the, to the children, some, something that the bishop is saying, and they can show or share with the children that this is our new cardinal and this is one of his many messages to you as, as, a, as a student. That's one thing. There's always, you know, uh, some kind of activity where they could do a, a note or a, or a drawing, and uh, that could be sent to them as a congratulations. Mm -hmm. um, that would definitely be appropriate, and that would definitely be good for uh, elementary school or lower school teachers to do. And I think um, maybe some sort of activity where they can kind of connect, maybe pick their favorite quote, or maybe draw a picture, or or have some sort of connection with him as our as our current archbishop and as our new cardinal. Mm -hmm. Now, and I should also. I should highlight the fact that you are a great supporter of the Catholic standard, the junior saints piece. And I know that you do this. Uh, is it monthly in your classroom? Yes, I do it monthly. They, they just sent out the, uh, the uh, all saints issue. And so we're just, I got to send them. I got to get them in the, e I used to send them through the U S mail. It was actually easy. I just, you know, put it in an envelope and send it. Now I got to get it all together as a big digital, uh, package and I'm going to send it to them uh, probably this week. Uh, I think the deadline is on Friday for their All Saints Day issue. And what I also did was I connected it to Black History Month and I, I, I challenged the kids, you know, you, you don't just need to do your, your, your favorite saints that you hear every day. There's lots of other uh, Black saints and there's even soon to be an African-American saint. Uh, he's now venerable Augustine Tolton. So that was one of the challenges that I did give to the students. Oh, wow. And you know, it'll, be, it'll be great to see the Catholic standard, you know, as they highlight uh, Cardinal Designate Gregory in this upcoming month. It will be, I can't wait to keep up to speed with that. Indeed, indeed. I as well. Uh, so I know you've been teaching virtually since, I guess, March, right? You've Yes. Okay. So we, we, went, any... uh, we went out on a Friday and we were up and running on Monday. It was, it was, uh. It was done. We did it. Right. And you're still, your school is still 100% virtual. Is that correct? Correct. We are here in the classroom. I'm here in the classroom right now as I chat with you. And we are online with the children. And um, we have a small uh, group of children here. Our pre-K is here in the building. And we're working on our plans now for a hybrid learning. Uh, so hopefully uh, all things uh, going well with, with, um, Right. With the uh, metrics and with numbers, hopefully we'll have kids in a hybrid format here in the building by January. Um, one of the things with, with us is Prince George's County was 
really hit hard by the pandemic. And we want to do what's right and safe for, for children. Right. So that's why we're still doing the um, uh, complete digital. But we're, we're planning to go back to high. We're planning to go to hybrid. Right. So what what advice do you have since you have so much experience now? <laughs> Um, what advice do you have using technology tools to teach your religion curriculum and what's working for your middle school classes? Um, I, at first, I, one thing that I thought uh, really helped and some, some, I got some feedback on it. One thing was I recorded audio messages uh, for the students. So when we were doing uh, asynchronous learning, I would give them a nice audio message. And that was something where they could kind of listen and hear my voice and, and uh, just uh, kind of hear their instructions for the day. So I used audio messages. Certainly you could use video messages as well um, for the asynchronous. For synchronous learning, I've been using a lot of the online games. Um, uh, quiz is I've been using and I'll use Quizlet for flashcards. Quizlet has advertising, so I don't use that all the time. But, um, and then sometimes I even use Kahoot. So we've been using those uh, and uh, we use Google Meets. Uh, previous prior to that, we were using uh, Zoom for mm-hmm. for uh, the the class session. The Google Meet works real well because it fits within our Google Classroom uh, shell. So if you're using Google Classroom, then Google Meets is a is a great fit. So uh, those are some of the digital resources I'm using. Uh, give them stuff in print. There's another uh, video software uh, or video website that I use called Edpuzzle. And so I can use that to show a quick video, like like I was talking about the homilies of um, Cardinal Desmond Gregory, that uh, you could show a quick clip and then ask a few questions. Um, so I use that quite a bit. I don't like to use the videos too much. I think that anything over maybe seven minutes is probably mm-hmm. too much to use for kids. They they you know you only have them for a limited time when you're doing the synchronized learning, and you you don't want to just waste that showing videos. And I certainly don't want kids watching videos outside of class. They, they get enough screen time. I don't need to add to that. So I, those right. are the big ones that I've been using. A lot of quiz is Edpuzzle and then things that, that I just find in print. The Catholic Standard is a great resource for, for uh, uh, print media to use in the classroom. Right. And we've talked about the Catholic Standard. Are there any other uh, Catholic educational resources that you could recommend? Oh, there's, there's a bunch. Right, right off the top of my head, I would say... Uh, the guy's name is Jared Dees. He actually came to the Archdiocese and addressed the teachers at one of our collaboration days. He's got a website called The Religion Teacher, and I think it's it's a subscription, but he's got a lot of free stuff too. A lot of good videos, short, and and because he's he's a he's a teacher, he knows short videos, maybe two or three minutes explaining the Rosary or a video explaining the Holy uh, the the Our Father prayer. So he's he's a very uh, uh, useful. He's a great teacher and, and a seasoned teacher. And so his resources are really good. So I've used his. Um, I've also used, um, uh, I think it's called Sophia Institute. They have a lot of things. That's more for probably older older kids, but they have some lessons on there. And one of the nice things about theirs, uh, Sophia Institute, is um, they have like a lesson plan bank. So teachers can go to them and kind of check out what other teachers are doing and then tailor it to their own needs. So those are some resources just off the top of my head, I think, that I would uh, suggest using. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know that your time is so valuable right now, and I'm sure you're in the middle of planning for your next class. So thank yeah. you so much for your time. And 
I, if you come up with any other lesson suggestions, feel free to shoot them my way and I will spread them out to our ADW teachers. Oh, of course. Sure, I could do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you very much, Ms. McCann. Thanks for listening. Check out my website at adwlearnpodcast.com for additional information and resources. If you have any ideas for future topics, reach out and make sure to hit that subscribe button.